In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here, and um, I'm very excited. We have um, an incredible guest today. Her name is Penny Miller, and she started a company called Keepsake Bows. So before we bring Penny on, I'd like to start with my business tip of the week. So many of you might remember I had an incredible guest um, a while ago. I guess it's been about maybe a year and a half ago. His name was Rob Basso, and um, he's an entrepreneur. He's also an author, and the great news is Rob is going to come back as a repeat guest, and I'm thrilled because he will be talking about the Everyday Entrepreneur book that he that just came out recently. So um, I would like to share with you one quick thing throughout this book. Honest to God, everybody, it is well worth your time reading. It um, what Rob does when he wrote the book is every time he came up with a really good, he calls it the entrepreneurial insight, he had put it in bold letters. So it's great because after I had read the book, you can just flip through the book to remind yourself of all the wonderful business tips that he had to share. But on page 25 of his book, he came up with a great entrepreneurial insight. It is perceive a demand and hang in there for as long as a venture proves viable. But that viability is open to interpretation. There is no single magic formula. The way I had taken that personally, especially with my Glovies business, a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we think we're going down the right path. And as um, Kathy Corman Frey from, um, she was also a recent guest about a month ago. Um, my listeners, you might remember her saying it's so important to have mentors out there. And I guess what I'm trying to say here is that if you are going down a path, it's so important to have a mentor to help you decide and reconfirm that your concept of your business, that your business plan truly is viable because your interpretation might be different from the rest of the world. And the only thing I'm saying is please try to keep an open mind as an entrepreneur. Take the blindfolds off. Go to a mentor. Hash things out if you need to just to make sure 
that your plan of action truly is viable. So that's my business tip of the week. And with that, we're going to bring Penny Miller onto our show. I'll just give you a quick synopsis. She truly wears tons of hats. She's a mother, a daughter, a mentor, and a community member. She's an entrepreneur, an inventor, a designer, and she's been a small business owner, all of this since 1995. She's an avid tennis player. She loves horses, horses as well as dogs. She truly is an animal lover. She's a gardener, a cook, a music lover. She's a researcher. She's an analyst, marketing enthusiastic, enthusiastist, and she's just a high energy person with lots of passion in life. So with that, let's bring Penny on because I can't wait to hear her story about how she came up with her keepsake bows. So good morning, Penny. Good morning, Josephine. How are you doing today, Penny? I'm doing great. And I think your tip is just right on point. Uh, It's so important to be open-minded and to Listen to those around you, because sometimes your idea is bigger and better than you even see it. And so, you know, those aha moments are just amazing. I think you're so right, Penny. And, you know, as an entrepreneur myself, I mean, we stay up in the middle of the night. We hash things out, and it's so funny. We think, oh, wow, this is such a great idea. And then all of a sudden, you pass it on to somebody else, and they're like, well, it's a good concept, but... Maybe not just right now, and it's kind of funny as an entrepreneur. We just have to, you know, set the ego aside and stay focused, you know, with our plan. But, yes, I'm glad you like that, Penny. I hope my listeners do, too. All right, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Penny. Let's go back to childhood. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how, how you were as a kid. Did you always think that you would be an entrepreneur? Um, no, I was, I was going to be a veterinarian, you know, it's, uh, and I did go into medicine. I'm a nurse practitioner for 22 years, but, um, you know, always loved the, the animals, always wanted to help people, always saw myself taking care of people, I guess. Um, and after 20 years and 22 years in medicine and doing my own vet work on my horses that I raised and, um, bred, um, just decided that wasn't. That's always going to be a part of me, but that wasn't where my passion was anymore. And so um, I think it's okay to reinvent yourself in life and to do it frequently. Um, and we I, I admire that. Penny, I admire that so much. So for 22 years, you were a nurse, and then you just, you had your aha moment. Is that what happened? Yeah. I, I mean, I still have my licenses and all, but I was laid off, they closed the research clinic I worked at, and I was wrapping presents on Christmas Eve, you know, that last minute uh, thing that yes. us moms do so well, and, <laughs> went out of and it was like, grr, <laughs> you know, yeah. this is just not going well, and I'm thinking, why the heck doesn't somebody just make a bow that clips on the top of the bag, and it looked great, and I'd be done, and I wouldn't have to be taped, and, and then I'm like, yeah, I guess it's somebody, and so... You know, I thought on it, and after the holidays, I contacted a patent attorney, and we did a patent search, and there wasn't such a creature. And so, you know, it was, hey, 
God dropped this in my lap for a reason, you know. I mean, the timing couldn't have been better. I have the, the time to do this now, and I decided I did not want to be that person that said, I wish I would have. Great. And so I just put everything I had into the idea because I knew I wasn't the first one to have that girl moment, you know. Yeah, no, I think that that's wonderful. So, Penny, what was your first step after you contacted the attorney, you filed your patent, you have a patent pending, correct? Because we all know it takes years sometimes to have that really, you know, to get that wonderful, you know, patent in the mail. Yeah, and there's actually some bonus to how they have it set up. I mean, the, the it's because, as you know, just like a business, your idea grows as you start prototyping and doing things. And, you know, I started out with a, an item that purely was supposed to be functional. It was just supposed to close the bag and, and hold a bow. And as I created, I realized that it could be a beautiful piece of jewelry. It didn't have to be this clunky, ugly clip. It could be elegant, and it could send a message, and you could use it for your logo or for a monogram or, you know, for a special keepsake for a wedding or, or an event. And so things just really, as well, you should see my house. I had bows everywhere because that was the next step was how to get the bow to look <laughs> nice on top of the bag and not look like it was perching like a silly thing, you know. If it's, yeah. And I had every style of bow. I must have had two or 300 bows around my house at one point. That's so funny. But that's what yeah. it takes. It's trial and error, right, Penny? Yeah, and, and you keep looking at it and going, yeah, no. Yeah. And, and a lot of feedback from people and, like, a very close, you know, mentors, I think, are very important. I have a lot of adopted mom and dads in the world, and and they don't get to a whole lot of say, and I come across an amazing person, and it's like, you're my new adopted dad, or you're my new adopted mom, because I'm not losing you. Yeah, and, see, that's um, great. I think you need to do that, because, and I've never had anybody say no. You know, it's like, they. it's always an amazing experience and that's how you grow in life and people want to help you know sometimes penny i feel guilty if i ask you know another business owner i call them and all of a sudden i look at my watch i'm like oh my gosh it's 45 minutes later and i've they're busy with their own business but a lot of people they're so happy to help you know and it's just a matter sometimes of just asking and people feel proud that they're part of your success stories so i've learned that and i you know, I talked about going back to a beginner. One thing that I learned in nursing, it, it we have a saying, it's the, the profession that eats its own young. And any nursing student will tell you one of their first days going rounding in a new hospital, they almost always encounter the nurse that just eats them up and spits them out. Yeah. And part of that's because they want safety, and part of it's just because it's a, it's a tough job. And But I think... What I got from it was I didn't want to be that nurse. I wanted to remember that I was a beginner, too. And and so sometimes I push myself hard to go back and be a beginner and, and to take on those challenges that scare the hell out of me. Um, yeah. Because then they don't scare you anymore, you know? Um, yeah. No, absolutely. And you know what? You really do have to have tough skin in order to bring a product to the marketplace. Because you know what? A good friend of mine used to always tell me, not everyone's going to love you. 
and not everybody's nope. going to love our products. And you just have to have a real solid foundation in your gut to say, well, that's okay. So they don't love me, but there's a lot of other people out there that do. And, you know, you need that thick skin as an entrepreneur because it truly is a roller coaster where some days you are jumping up and down, screaming, I cannot believe I got that order. I cannot believe all this hard work is finally paying off. And then the next minute, something else might happen. So it's just, you have to have the perseverance and the drive, but um, a thick skin, you know, similar to what you had to experience as a nurse, I'm sure, Penny, is going to help you so much as you bring, you know, your product to the marketplace. But anyway, okay, with that, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back with Penny Miller, the owner of Keepsake Bows. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Friday Night Cap Radio, 10 p.m. to midnight with Christy and Laura on Toginet.com. Broadcasting from their scrappy kitchen in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. They've got nothing better to do than riff with their favorite Brooklyn-based independent vendors, artists, bands, bartenders, foodies, weirdos, and news stories. Featuring the live studio audience. Betty Rehab and the Gay Boys. Sex and dating commentary with the impersonal, the unknown political masked man, and people who kind of know stuff. Stream on after your long week. Brooklyn's variety show of madcap intellectualism. Friday Nightcap Radio with Lauren Christie, 10 to midnight Eastern on Toginet.com. Radio like you've never seen. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on Toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine, and we have Penny Miller today as our guest. And Penny is the owner of Keepsake Bows. So, Penny, let's talk a little bit more about the start of your business. So, um, we discussed that you went out, you had your patent. You know, it's great that, you know, 
we come up with our products, but one of the toughest things to do is to let the world know that we exist. So you have an amazing website, Penny. I thought you did a great job with that. And um, it's amazing how quickly you pulled it all together. How did you go about doing that? <laughs> That's kind of funny, actually. Um, <laughs> well, just like most small businesses, um, I've had some rough roads and the first company that I hired to do my website um, started it all, and then um, the day before Thanksgiving weekend, tried to blackmail me into double bills, and I oh. refused to do it. You know, it's like, no, I paid you in full in August. I'm not paying you again. So they hijacked my site, and they parked it in a place that I couldn't get to it, and it was just like, oh. yeah, and I'm not a technical person, um, but luckily through a friend and a very, very good technician at GoDaddy, we were able to find my website and and move it to a secure server, and I was able to rebuild it, and I learned a whole lot about websites and um, servers and security and all sorts of things through that experience. Um, and, And what I learned was that I had free software the whole time, and it was a WordPress-based, and that she was charging me for things that was free, and that it was actually pretty easy to do, and with a little bit of help and guidance, I was able to do it myself. Oh, that's amazing. Doesn't it feel wonderful, Penny, that you have control over your website? It does, and I'm now there's a company, Spotted Koi, that was kind enough to help you know, fix some problems that happened in all of that moving and stuff. Things don't always stay together the way they're supposed to. And so they've been amazing. And especially amazing because most people don't like to walk into a mess and you can't blame them. You know, it's it's really hard to fix somebody else's mistakes and, and come out of it looking good. And But they were kind enough to help me and, you know, that kind of, support from other small businesses is really what makes it possible to to grow, you know. Is, yeah. I um, think you're 100% right. So tell us what you did after you got the website. Um, I just started letting people know it was there. And, and the New York gift show really was a, a great experience for me. Um, so you started you know, to attend trade shows. Trade shows are a great way to let people know that your product is there because they're owners of boutiques, right? Tell us a little okay. bit more about that. Well, I was lucky enough to join a booth at the gift show in New York. And as you know, Javits Center is huge and there must have been 10,000 exhibitors. So, and hundreds of thousands of buyers coming through. So it was a great experience to meet other stores and sellers and buyers. And um, that's when the, the clips really kind of got reclassified as jewelry. And when you were talking at the beginning of the show about being open-minded and how you see your product and how others see it. And what I came away from there realizing was that as much as it was designed to close a gift bag for, you know, Christmas or a birthday, that almost every event in the nation has goodie bags. And at those bags, you know, corporations want to also give away something that they're going to be remembered by. So 
the corporate branding side of the business and, and event planning side has just taken off. Oh, that sounds amazing. And it's just so funny to me. You know, Penny, I always say as entrepreneurs, we start our business thinking it's going to go in one direction and all of a sudden it changes. And I can bet my money on it that if you ask an entrepreneur, if, you know, a year or two years after they started their business, if they were down the same, their original path, I'm telling you, I think everybody, 100% of the people would say, no, I changed paths along the way. A perfect example is my Glovies product. You know, I invented my Glovies, which are, of course, the disposable um, sanitary hand covers for toddlers. I invented it because when I brought my toddler into the public restroom for the first time, he was touching everything and I was horrified and I said, oh my God, there's got to be a better way. So that's why that was my intention for coming up with the product. But you know what, Penny, after years of market research, I decided, you know what, I'm going to listen to the consumer because they're the ones buying my product. And all of a sudden, I started to get emails from people saying, Thank you so much for coming up with your Glovies product. I was coloring Easter eggs. This happened last year. I was coloring Easter eggs with my toddlers, and the toddlers, their fingers were getting full of dye. The dye was under their nails and everything. And his wife actually turned to him and said, let's get the Glovies and use the Glovies. Well, on the other hand, that didn't have, you know, they just started the process. So one hand had the dye. And they put the glovies on at that point. The hand with the glovey never came into contact with the dye. And all of a sudden, I said, you know what? I don't, it's not just a disposable sanitary glove. It is a multi-purpose glove. And you know what? Let the consumer tell me what they're using the product for. And that's where everything changed for me, where, you know, the demand has increased substantially. So it's amazing, as you said, like, I love the idea of your bows. I love the idea that it turns into a little jewelry piece because it's for everybody. Every single week, I feel like we're going to a party, whether it be a family party, a kid's party, you know, and the demand is there. Exactly. And then I look at all these beautiful cards that people are creating, you know, that, they put hours into making a, a handmade card for a, per, a person, and they stick it in an envelope. It's like, no, clip it on the outside of the bag so the world can see it. Yeah. You know, and, and then it can go in a scrapbook and be saved and, and cherished too. You oh, know, and, I, and so, like, all these other things. And I'm looking at my bulletin board the other day, and I use them there to clip up things that I don't want to put a pen mark in. And that's not what I designed it for, but. I find I use them that way as much as I do for a gift. And just like your glovies, as you were explaining that, I was like, oh, yeah, and and working out in the garden with mom, you know, learning how to pull weeds and all all the things that we would wear disposable gloves for, you know. Yeah, and that's just it. Yeah, you're so, so right. So, you know, Penny, if you had to think and just look back a little while, as an entrepreneur, what was your biggest challenge? I, probably financial because if you go a long, long time with no money coming in and a lot of money mm-hmm. going out, um, 
and you think it's going to be six months or a year, and it's probably going to be more like 18 months or two years. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, being ready for that, understanding even with the SBA that it's still a bank loan, and they loan on performance, and a new business doesn't have performance. So you better just be prepared to make ends meet. For a long time, you know. I think you're so right, Penny. I agree with you 100% because whatever, it's just like building a house. You know how people come up with a budget, they build a house, and then all of a sudden they spend twice as much money than they ever imagined, even though they had their budget all planned and everything. It's just everything ends up costing more money than you could ever imagine, like, Penny, I never knew that there was a routing fee when you put your product on the shelf of a retail store. I'm like, routing fee? Who are the routers? <laughs> the routers are people that, you know, this drug store chain will only allow this one company to come into their store and stock their product. And when you sit back and think about it, it kind of makes sense. It's like, you're not going to have a thousand different people coming into your store to stock the product. So it all makes sense. However, I just didn't know the little guys like us are the ones paying that routing company to go in and it all adds up. So... And That's the first when, time you deal with barcodes and SKUs yeah. and packaging. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Penny, I I can tell you I made every one of those mistakes. I really did. The barcode, oh, my goodness. I will just let everybody know out there. GS1 is a person to go to for your UPC codes. Make sure you go directly to them because yep. when I came up with my first barcode, you know, I went to a secondary company without even knowing it. Like they made it, right? <laughs> they made it look so official and everything. And sure enough, I made a major mistake. So that cost me a lot of money to go back and actually get GS1 to give me a UPC code under my company name. My mom knows best. So anytime a retailer goes to scan my code, that the first like six digits or so comes up as my mom knows best, my company name. So anyway, another lesson learned, right, Penny? But it's an important one because otherwise you can't talk to certain stores if you don't have that GS1 barcode. That prefix, like you said, tells you that it's you. And all of those things are important. And it's really amazing to me in the business administration program, they don't Mm -hmm. talk about any of this. I have friends working on their master's and they're learning all this crazy accounting stuff that nobody ever does, but the day-to-day things that you and I deal with, they're not learning. And it's like, oh, I don't get it. Why can't they learn what they need? But Penny, it kills me. Every time I make a mistake, I want to take my head and bang it up against the wall and say, oh, how could you be so stupid? But the thing is, it's all in hindsight. And I have some a friend of mine that keeps telling me, Josephine, people spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to college and they're learning it from a book. You're learning it firsthand. Don't feel so bad. I'm like, you don't understand. I already paid for college. I paid for my master's. I did it. I don't want to keep making these mistakes. But But that's what I'm saying. It's not the day-to-day you need. Like, 
good luck having a product without a barcode. You can't do it. So why don't they teach it? You know, I mean. I know. You're so, so right. So anyway, (laughs) we're going to take a break and we'll be back shortly, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Booyah! That's the word uttered when you know you have the upper hand. Or you're the winner. Well, now, we have the Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Brassi. Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Martin's show is all about helping speakers and authors find their niche, create their brand, and achieve massive success. Each week, Martin will interview guests from around the world who have achieved tremendous success as speakers and authors. You'll find out who they are, what they do, and how you can follow in their footsteps to achieve incredible results. Guests will come from around the world of business, entertainment, finance, the arts, and sciences. Nothing is off topic. No subject too taboo. We'll share valuable information as well as huge laughs as we discover the ups and downs of being a successful speaker and author. The Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Pressy. Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. As we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jurassi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Penny Miller, who invented um, keepsake bows. We're just talking about how she came up with our idea. And let's talk a little bit more about the business. So, where is your product manufactured, Penny? It's manufactured overseas, although I do do some of my custom work down in Oregon. Oh, great. Okay. And what advice do you have for other new businesses who, you know, are having growing pains at, you know, may have home businesses but trying to keep expenses at a minimum? Tell us a little bit about that. I actually found it was easier to source overseas than it was stateside um, because they do things regionally. So all your metal mills are together, all your paper mills are together, where here it's scattered around the country and they really don't communicate well. So I had a really hard time finding manufacturers stateside, to be honest. Yeah. And I'm working with a company, Impact Washington. They're a nonprofit, and they try and help 
uh, Washington State manufacturers keep prices down. And I went to them and told them that it was really difficult for a new business to find resources. So we're putting together a guide, at least in Washington State, to improve that. Oh, wow. That's great. There you go. Helping people. You sound like such a good person, Penny, down to your the soles of your feet. And I think that that's so nice. And that's why you're a perfect example or a perfect guest for paying it forward because you truly, I feel like you pay it forward with everything that you do. And I think that's really, really wonderful. But oh, let's talk. You. Yeah, let's talk a little more about the manufacturing. So I had a horrendous, horrendous experience with my Glovies, and my Glovies were manufactured in China, and oh my goodness, once again, Penny, anything that could go wrong went wrong. (laughs) And um, the only thing I've learned from doing things overseas is that for me personally, it's so much harder to have control over the product. I mean, they stole my product. They were trying to sell my product. It was just a nightmare. I can't even tell you. Um, So the most important thing is just to really do your homework, do your research, make sure you can trust the people manufacturing your product. And um, I think that's the best way. But how did you find your factories and everything overseas, Penny? Well, I started with, you know, Alibaba and TradeKey and that, and I probably had 500 to 1,000 responses, and then I started wading through them, and it doesn't take very long initially to get rid of a bunch of the chaff because it's pretty clear that they're not the type of person you want to do long-term business with. I mean, there's sure. just things, that red flags that you don't yeah, no. And then I got down to about 20, and now mm-hmm. I'm down to... I work really closely with four factories, and there's two of them that are really good, and then the other two are great backups. And I think that's important. Don't have a backup plan. Have a contingency or two, and let them know that you have a contingency or two, because otherwise your prices are going to go up, your quality is going to go down, and constantly remind them that there's safety standards, there's metal testing. My product has to all of that and anything less is not okay oh my gosh can you imagine i have to tell you penny like that's a whole nother thing that i didn't have experience in retail we're probably very similar in that way whereas you are a nurse it's a completely different field from retail and i was from wall street it's just so so different that we're learning everything step by step but this whole concept, I think you're so smart to have four factories because you don't want all your eggs in one basket because you just never know what's going to happen with the factory. They can close up and then what? Exactly. And that happens all the time, just like here. And, you know, you don't want to – it's a tough one because you don't want them to necessarily know your plan, but at the same point, they kind of have to know your plan to help you. I mean, you're working together. And so I've taken that stance as, listen, I will make you money and I will make you successful if you give me good prices and high quality, too, and don't change on me halfway through because i got to go out and make a deal with, a, you know, a retailer. I need to know the prices you're giving me are secure, you know, that they're not going to change because otherwise how can I provide a quality service for a quality price if it's always changing? And so yeah. I think having that relationship early on and being real clear that 
you're building a long-term relationship and you care about their welfare too makes a big difference. Now, Penny, how did you communicate with them? Um, the Internet's a wonderful thing, isn't it? And so emails are probably 99% of my communications with them and lots of pictures and drawings. And, and that was the other thing. You know, if you're developing a product, you're going to mm-hmm. need CAD drawings. Find a good artist. Find a good engineer. Oh, good. That's a good point. And like you and I have noticed along the way, put together policies and protocols on how these things are developed because every product goes through similar steps. And it's important to follow all those steps. So you're going to get to a point where if you miss step B, you're in trouble because, you know, you don't have your packaging or you don't have something and and it's still not going to make it on the shelf. And that's where those mentors are really helpful or or a consultant or someone that can make sure that you get all those little pieces that are so critical. Yeah. See, one advantage of your product, a very big advantage, is everybody knows what a bow is. Exactly. Everybody needs, you know, it's supply and demand, you know, and I think that that's, it's just a given. So let's talk a little bit more about how you're marketing and promoting your products. So I think it was great that you went to the gift show in Manhattan. So you, that was, it sounds like that was your debut, correct? It was, and it was an eye opener. Um, It really changed. I came back changing everything because what I realized was the smaller retailers don't really want to pick yellow bows and pink bows and orange bows. They want everything in a point of purchase display that they can just buy the display. Yeah. And Isn't that a big that. lesson? That's that was a, a huge big lesson. lesson. A huge I, lesson because yeah. instead of a $5 or $2 purchase, they're doing a $200 purchase. But it's easier and, for both sides. Absolutely. Penny, my gosh, something very similar that I had learned with my Glovius product is that, you know, for every type of, you know, for like the drug chain stores, they want my package, my Glovies packages in units of six so that when they get delivered to the stores, they go on a clip strip of six units. I didn't know anything like that. I have to tell you, my inner cases are 72 units. It's like, oh, gosh, another lesson learned. So I think you're so right. Consumer, when you go into the store and you look around, you go, wow. (laughs) It looks so easy when you go, right? When you go into the store. And meanwhile, does anybody know what we've really gone through? You know, the lead test, everything the many, many steps to bring a product to the marketplace. So it's quite interesting. We have a lot in common, you know, Penny? Yeah, but it's it's such a, I think it's great to go through those steps because then as you grow, you appreciate the people that take on those jobs for you and you understand what they're bringing to the, the company. And you, I think you appreciate the little retailer and the big retailer more that they can even function with all this stuff happening every day, day in and day out and new products and old products and, all the people in between. I, I think that that's great. Um, so tell us more. How? What's your feeling on social media? I think that it's a great platform. It's wonderful for people that are just bringing a new product to the market or an entrepreneur and have a new business concept because you're on 
equal playing grounds with everybody. You know, I mean, the presidents of the companies are on there, buying people are on there, consumers are on there, designers are on there, and, and you have a, a real wonderful opportunity to get immediate feedback from all different people. Yeah, I think you're so right. It's amazing how we as small business owners can compete with the big guys when it comes to social media. So I think that that's, that's amazing. So, uh, yeah. Because we bring the personal side to it. You know, we, it, when I'm on Facebook or Twitter, it's me writing it. You know, I'm talking to that other business owner or that potential client or the consumers are just as interested in a bow, and they all get my time equally, fairly. So, you know, how often do you get that opportunity? Yeah. No, you're so, so right. I believe in the power of Twitter or social media, I should say. I'm much more active on Twitter, but um, social media all around is super, super important. So yeah, it's an equalizer. Talk- I'm sorry, what was that, Penny? It's an equalizer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's powerful. It truly, truly is. So tell us, are you retail and or wholesale? It sounds to me like you're mostly wholesale, correct? Correct. Um, I think out of fairness to the retailers, it's it's for the product that I'm the only person you can get it from, that it's just better to support them because I know how hard it is. And that was a hard decision to make because I wanted to go retail, too. And it's like, no, then I'm competing against my own customers, and that just doesn't make sense to me. What do you mean by that, Penny? Well, maybe they're a little boutique store that has a higher overhead, so they need to charge a little bit more for an item to cover their cost. I don't want to put them out of business because uh, uh, Internet cost isn't quite so high. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what some of us try to do, like I know with my gloveys, my gloveys are available on hardtofind.com. So that's a great little website. And the thing is, um, I have my set price for gloveys. So I almost make it mandatory that they have to sell it at the suggested retail price of four ninety nine. So it's sort of kind of a way around it a little, you know, but um, it's that's a tough, tough call. And a lot of people feel the same way, you know, as far as having you be the only wholesaler, you know, selling the product. So I agree with you there, Penny. I think that's a, a good approach. It's, you know, it's a tough one. This is the second product I've had. I did a horse training flag before, and I did sell that retail. Um, I think the difference is this falls more into a class of jewelry and so can have such a varied price depending on the design. Yeah, I think you're right. So, okay, we'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with some five incredible business tips uh, when we come back. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on toginet.com. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. 
Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what The Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here. I have Penny Miller, the inventor of Keepsake Bows. So, Penny, before we get started with our last segment here, could you please tell my listeners how they can get in touch with you if they'd like to purchase your incredible, gorgeous, beautiful bows? <laughs> I'm sure. I have a web page. It's www.keepsakebows.com. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter under Keepsake Bows. And that's probably the easiest way. Okay. So that sounds wonderful. All right. So on break, we were talking, Penny, about it. You're so right. It's so funny. We did meet on LinkedIn. And, you know, the connections you can make are just really, really amazing. And um, we were talking and I had asked you, so how do you get your sales? And I was impressed with your comments. So tell us a little more about how you get your sales. Well, I've done a lot of it through LinkedIn and basically going to groups, um, you know, retailers or event planners or whatever group that I think might have an interest. I introduce myself and then if they have more interest, they usually email you back and you can go from there. If they don't, you know, they don't and you keep moving on. But it's a it's a really great way to do business to business without a lot of BS in the middle, and it's quick and to the person you need to talk to. And I found it very very um, effective. Oh, that's great. Okay, so that LinkedIn, social media, everybody is super super important. 
All right. So with that, let's move on and let's talk about our five business tips. What's the first business tip you'd like to share with us? Well, I know, you know, you're a true believer in believing in yourself. Tell us a little more about that. Well, I think my dad is probably the reason for that. I don't think there ever was a day in my life that he didn't tell me I could do anything I wanted to and believed it so firmly I did, too. Um, So, yeah, I mean, and put reminders around yourself all the time. I mean, I'm looking, you know, be brave, challenge yourself, be unstoppable, and write it down and read it. Yeah. Um, I... I think that's so, so important because writing things down, you almost commit yourself to making them happen. And I think that's so important. Yeah, I have little phrases all over the house that way and all over my business because it's easy to get going in the day and forget. And then, you know, I'll read it it's like, oh, yeah, don't try and be better than your competitor. Try and be better than yourself, you know, and. And it, it motivates me to keep going down the path the way I want to go down it and not to get sidetracked. Yeah, I think that that's super, super important. I even like went a little cuckoo and I feng shuied my office. <laughs> and all around my office, I did exactly that. I have all of my inspirational quotes and I think it's important as entrepreneurs because, you know, even if we have a few employees working for us, it still creates that positive energy and the positive vibes when you're reading positive reinforcement to keep going on. Sure. And I think for our kids, too. I mean, that some friends came into my office and the first thing they said is, oh, that's your motivation board, you know, and it's like, yeah, and it has all the things that make me feel good. It has the sayings or, and the pictures that make me look up when I'm frustrated and go, oh, yeah, that's why I'm doing this, and you move <laughs> forward. And, and, you know, it's, you have to be goal-oriented as a kid, too, and, and I think learning those, those things and making it fun in the process, you know, cut it out of a magazine, you know, Take your favorite pictures, do whatever colors you enjoy, whatever makes you feel happy and makes you keep going back to that. Yeah, Um, I think that's great. I'm a firm believer in vision boards. I think they're super, super important. They kind of linger around your subconscious and you kind of just go for it. So I agree with you. I think that's great. So your second business tip, I love this quote, only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. Tell us about that. I believe it was Einstein that said that, I remember right. And I yes. think as an entrepreneur and an inventor, that's a real critical one, because I can tell you when I came up with the idea, most people thought I was crazy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm not seeing it, Penny. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, whatever, okay. Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to leave medicine? Um yeah. But it was so clear in my head, and I can't even count how many engineers said it was impossible. Oh, my God. Nope, can't do it, can't do it. Impossible, impossible. It's like, no, it's in my mind. It's way too clear. It can be done. And I think that's what keeps you going on those days when everybody says, nope, nope, can't, can't. And remembering for every 10 no's, there's a one. One yes, and that one yes will keep you going. 
Yeah, I think that that's, that's so important. It's so hard, but it's so important. And I'll tell you, when you're on that ninth no, what is it that kind of makes you keep going until you get to that yes? I don't know about you, Penny, but I do have like this whole entourage of support people that aren't necessarily my family and friends. These are people that I've met along the line, you know, throughout my business that once in a while I'll call them up and say, you haven't heard from me in a while, but I need a little shot in the arm of encouragement here. And they tell me, you know what, Josephine, the same thing happened to me 10 years ago, but I worked through it and you're going to work through it and you're going to get through it and succeed. So sometimes you need that and you got to pull out that list of supporters, you know, to keep going. So I think that's really important. I think you're right. And it's rarely family. I mean, even though they're with you day in and day out, they still don't see everything you're doing, you know? So I think you're right. It usually is an outsider that's been there. And, um, you know, the best success, uh, the best revenge is success, you know? So every every time someone says no, it's like, great, watch me. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's wonderful. That's great. I told you, (laughs) I told you I'd do it. Okay, let's go to number three. This is like, so, so every single person coming out with a product, <laughs> this applies to them. Don't be afraid to ask and get yourself and your product out there. People cannot embrace what they don't know. Find a mentor, so important. We've talked about that, but so, so important, which usually just means asking. I have found most top people want to help. You just have to ask respectfully. So I agree with that, Penny, 100%. And a lot of times what I would suggest, and I believe, you know, Kathy Corman Frey had touched upon this. When you request somebody to be a mentor, it's so important to do your homework, to do your job, to make sure that you have your plan in your head and figure out exactly what you need from that person. You need to be precise. You need to think it out before you get in touch with them so that you can be specific and say to them, you know what? This is the area in my business that I need help with. Choose one area, perhaps they're social media experts, and just say to them, you know what, I need to ramp up my social media. Is there any way you might be able to help me figure out exactly how do I get my target market? It's great that I have thousands of followers, but you know what, I want mom entrepreneurs. How can I target them? Like you have to narrow it down and be truly specific. When you do that, I feel that number one, you're respecting their time. And number two, it gives them something to work with. What do you think about that, Penny? Oh, I absolutely agree. And at the same time, be open-minded again. It's, it's just like you talked at the beginning where how you see the market for your item may not be the market that's there. The type of help you get from your mentor may not be how you anticipate it, but it may be just as beneficial or not more beneficial. Um, you know, Being open-minded to how to incorporate the help they're giving you. Because sometimes, like I said, it's not how you're anticipating it to be, but if you run with it, it's still good. Yeah, I think that's great. Okay, let's go to number four. 
Try and have a complementary business model. Tell us what you mean by that, Penny. Well, you know, I you see this model of crush the competitor, you know, and it just oh, it just makes my skin crawl. It's not who I want to be at all. I don't want to crush anybody. I want to help other businesses survive and, and grow. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather enter the workplace in a in a in the marketplace is, okay, I'm the new person here. I'm not here to step on your toes. I'm here to dance with you. How can we get bigger together? Oh, Um, wow. You know, like with the clips, I saw myself as the missing piece. I can do bows, but if someone else wants to do bows and bags, let me bring in the clip and let's see what we can create together. I think that's, to me, that makes much more sense to be a team player. And... Mm. Yeah, I, I like that. It's, it's not a common model. I, I found that out in New York, but at the same point, the minute I would approach someone that way, their face would beam, and it's like, I like that. Sit down, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's easier doing it as two as opposed to doing it as one. So it's, you know, a big lesson I had learned. I wonder sometimes when I look back at all the six years of my hard work, I wonder if I was able to do this with another mom, like I think of boogie wipes, they're so, so successful, but there were two moms doing it. So if one mom had to be at a school function, the other mom was okay staying in the office and handling things. It's super difficult when it's just, you know, one person. But, so, but you had to, as you said, they had to have that equal desire, you know, otherwise one person ends up pulling 90% of the weight and, that doesn't work either. So I think you're right. Two heads together is better. And when we're even looking on some of our pop displays on how to make part of this display available for people that are doing handicrafts and charms and add-ons for the clip. Yes. So so that some of the, the handmade goods have a way to get into the retailers a little bit easier. I think, yeah, that sounds... It, Really good. But, Penny, I can't believe it. We have 15 seconds. We're on the close. (laughs) The last business tip you had was, remember, we all spend our life going from beginner to expert to beginner again. And I just wanted to close the show with your fifth tip. But, Penny, thank you so much. Penny Miller of Keepsake Bows, thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward. You are a perfect example of how someone truly pays it forward with every aspect of their life. So, Penny, thanks again for being a guest on our show today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. See you. See everyone.